Hello, and welcome to the Healing No Filter podcast. I'm your host, Laura Renner. I'm an author, a nurse, and frankly, someone who's been through a whole lot. I'm here to provide you with a weekly dose of relatable, no-nonsense methods for healing your mind, body, and all things trauma-related. Now let's dive in. Welcome to the Healing No Filter podcast. Today, I want to talk about one of my favorite methods for trauma healing, which is somatic therapy. I like to think of somatic therapy as more of an umbrella term for releasing stuck emotions and trauma from the body. This can be through meditation, dance, breath work, and so on. This also refers to somatic experiencing, sensory motor psychotherapy, and biodynamic craniosacral therapy which are all supportive therapies to aid in releasing the stuck energy from trauma in your body. So let's talk about what each of those mean. Somatic experiencing is described as a body-first approach to healing trauma. So this is directly from somaticexperiencing.com because it's too good to not share it this way. Somatic experiencing facilitates the completion of self-protective motoric responses and the release of thwarted survival energy bound in the body and nervous system thus addressing the root cause of trauma symptoms. This is approached by gently guiding clients to develop increasing tolerance for difficult bodily sensations and suppressed emotions, building their capacity for containment and resilience. And then there's sensory motor psychotherapy, which is a similar approach to somatic experiencing. So sensory motor psychotherapy uses sensory and motor processing coupled with cognitive and emotional processing through talking. So it's like somatic and talk therapy combined. And then biodynamic craniosacral therapy helps your body process and integrate trauma and safely allow the nervous system to orient to the present instead of staying stuck in the past of the traumatic memory. My therapist will often say out loud things like, it's September 23rd, 2023, as a way to orient my body to the now and away from the stuck memory that it's holding on to. So to tie those all together nicely, somatic therapy can be really any type of therapy that connects you to your body. We often get stuck in our heads with racing thoughts and whatnot, and somatic therapy is a way to get out of your head and into your body and how you actually feel. When I was first making the connections that I had a lot of trauma to heal, I was really focused on the trauma that happened to my body. You know, the traumatic brain injury, the seizure, the spontaneous thoracic fractures, the numerous surgeries I've had throughout my life, the near drowning experience, all of that. Those were all things that happened to my body. And as I learned more about how your body stores trauma differently than your brain does, I was really intrigued and wanted to give it a go. And also there's so much data and evidence to back this up, which is super cool to me. So back in my very early mindset shifting and trauma healing days, I Googled the best audiobooks for trauma in the body since I couldn't really read post uh, brain surgery and whatnot. So Waking the Tiger by Peter Levine came up everywhere. And I read the synopsis, which talked about how even though animals in the wild are threatened regularly, they don't seem to be traumatized. And it discusses how we can relate this concept to humans and use it as a healing modality, which I thought was pretty interesting. And again, very science-based, so I was all in. And wow, this book really changed my life. It was very pivotal for me at this time. It was really just fascinating to learn about and how it all really just comes down to the nervous system. Our bodies are essentially meant to gear up for fight or flight to keep us alive and our nervous system will ramp up all this energy that needs to go somewhere. It needs to be discharged. 
So for humans now, we respond with fight or flight or these acute stress responses to non-life-threatening situations, but we often don't take physical action despite the significant buildup of energy so we get stuck in these acute stress patterns in our bodies. And trauma can come from you know, an acutely stressful experience, or it can be just the byproduct of cumulative stress. So the Somatic Experiencing website, a different one, which is traumahealing.org, describes how trauma can come from many types of stressors, which can include accidents, invasive medical procedures, sexual or physical assault, emotional abuse, neglect, war, natural disasters, loss, birth trauma, or stressors of ongoing fear and conflict. So that encompasses quite a lot. And some of these are things that you might not immediately correlate to trauma. At least that's very much how it was for me. And so unresolved or stuck trauma creates these high levels of energies of energy that really has nowhere to go unless you take an action. So let's say someone jumps out in front of you and uh, tries to attack you. Your nervous system will heighten so you can fight and defend or run and use your body to keep you alive. But let's say someone jumps out in front of you at, at, as an attempt to scare you and they're like, just kidding, I'm an asshole and think this is funny, but this isn't actually real. Your heart rate will still race and blood will go to your muscles to fight or run but you're probably not actually doing anything to physically release this energy. So you'll feel this heightened nervous system and it'll feel uncomfortable and you'll just kind of keep going about your business and not really do anything or take an action to release it. And so with time, it'll go down, but it doesn't really go away per se. And so this unresolved or stuck trauma can manifest as pain, tension, headaches, nausea, exhaustion, anxiety, agitation, and a lot of other things, basically a plethora of physical symptoms. And this can often be your body's attempt to resolve the experience. For instance, for me, I've lived the majority of my life with muscle tension. My back was always tense. My shoulders were often raised. And many times throughout the day, I would have to intentionally try to relax my arms or my legs because they would just tense up as if they were bracing for no apparent reason. So essentially, these areas of my body were in this regular loop cycling through trauma that happened to my body as if it was happening in those present moments. This is why you may notice that after like a real fight or, you know, a fake fight, kind of like my example earlier, you may shake or get jittery. Like you'll notice that your hands are shaking. And this is basically your body's kind of a minor attempt to discharge or release some of that energy that isn't going anywhere because you're not actively fighting. You're not actively running. You're not actively defending yourself to save your life for survival. So when it comes to complex trauma or complex PTSD, you may have so much trauma that's on a loop or stuck in your body that you develop numbness and dissociation because it's too overwhelming for your nervous system, just too much to take on. And that was definitely my case. When I first started doing somatic therapies and connecting to my body, it was fucking hard. It took a lot of intentional practice to sit in the feelings of my body because I had spent so many years being numb and basically just disconnecting from my body. So feeling my hands, my feet, my legs on the back of a chair, it was really interesting and kind of took time for me to understand what that felt like, which may sound weird, but this was just my reality because so much of my life was just dissociating from my body. So I had to retrain myself how to feel I spent so much of my life just in this dissociative state, 
from all of this, which brought out a ton of anxiety and nausea and discomfort. And so I would just numb it out and get lost in my thoughts and disconnect. And my body basically used that as a way to protect myself. So thankfully, I was able to learn pretty quickly in the myosomatic therapy experience that my hands were always a comfortable place to feel. And my therapist has always been really good about guiding me towards this. So when I'd get really overwhelmed or anxious and like start to disconnect, she would guide me to pay attention to my hands and feel my hands because that was a safe feeling for me and something that I could do without increasing anxiety. And so with time, I've been able to sit in these feelings of, you know, my back or the nausea in my abdomen that I was always feeling or my jaw. And it's funny, I say always feeling because I probably was always feeling it. Um, but I had just disconnected from it as, you know, a means of protecting myself. And so as my body learned to feel comfortable with, especially my biodynamic craniosacral therapist, it was able to kind of open up and release a lot of that discomfort and also enable me to feel more. My jaw, for instance, was a hot mess for the last couple of years. I was grinding my teeth so severely, but I'd almost push one of my canine teeth out of my jaw. Like it was bad. And with repeated sessions and time, I've been able to release so much of the tension in my jaw, very noticeable amounts. And the beauty of biodynamic craniosacral therapy specifically, and many uh, somatic therapies, is that I didn't have to relive stories. I didn't have to go through specific memories and the pain of that. My body was able to learn that this was a safe space and it was okay to release some of this energy. And sure, sometimes memories of, you know, an unexpected dental procedure came up, which was the majority of my childhood and even adulthood, unfortunately, or my brain surgery or my back surgery or some other memory my body was holding on to. Yes, that would come up sometimes, but often it didn't. I was able to essentially work through a lot of this trauma without having to relive these memories and re-experience them. And so often for me during these sessions, I could feel these, you know, like deep cold sensations in these areas that were essentially thawing out these stuck memories and releasing them. And so it would start as just feeling really cold and then it would just kind of warm up with time and just dissipate and the tension would kind of go away. It's really interesting. And so those releases really brought about a lot of significant reduction in pain and tension for me, which was awesome. And so a lot of my biodynamic cranial sacral sessions actually centered around working through the overwhelm and anxiety that I routinely felt in my body that I had spent, you know, decades of my life kind of disconnecting from, but was now experiencing. And so it was allowing my nervous system to integrate and regulate that. Really, it's just all about letting your body, particularly, particularly your nervous system, catch up to these changes. And whether it's, you know, awareness, release, or whatever you're experiencing, it's allowing your body to kind of catch up and be like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing now. Got it. This is safe to do. So I'm not going to go into the, to the depths of this story because it's triggering, but this is something I talk about in my book, if you've read my book. But um, the moment when I saw truly the effects of how much my body was holding on to was during a session with my Hakomi therapist. So Hakomi therapy is a type of mind-body, mindfulness-connected therapy. And so a repressed memory that was terrifying from my childhood came up actually during a session with this really shitty hypnotherapist that I worked with. And I say really shitty because she didn't really intend to support me. What she wanted was more details for my story because she was curious. And that was evident by how she handled 
this memory recovery, which was incredibly traumatizing. Basically, I had this repressed memory come up and I clearly went into this acute stress response. I was panicking. And instead of guiding me to calm down or support me, she kept asking for more details and was kept telling me to uh, that power or knowledge was power and to really just like lean into this moment and learn more. And I was just completely resisting. And instead of supporting me during this time, she just kept pushing me, I think probably for her own knowledge and curiosity. But anyways, I knew I needed help working through this memory once I recovered it. And so with my Hakomi therapist, thankfully I was able to see her within the next couple of days. And we dove straight into EMDR, uh, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing with that memory. And after a few seconds, my body started moving in really interesting ways. My right arm was just shaking and kind of pushing outward and had all of this tension in it as if it was kind of trying to protect me. And then all of a sudden I could just feel really every part of my body was just shaking and just moving. And at first I was kind of freaked out, but my therapist who also does somatic therapy she was guiding me that it was it was safe and to allow these movements to happen and let them run their course. So they just got more intense and my face started to scrunch up and my body was moving in all these ways. And it was just like these weird twitches and just movements that were representative of how it reacted in this memory and also how it needed to react to release this memory. It was wild. It was unlike anything I'd experienced it lasted a couple minutes and then just kind of settled. And I just felt this release and I cried, but it wasn't like a traumatic, acute stress cry. It was just tears of release. And I just felt so much lighter and it cleared so much tension and heaviness from my body, which was insane. And so when I say that somatic therapy is a game changer, this is what I mean. This was huge for me. My brain and my body protected me for decades from this awful memory of what happened to me and held on to it. And for, you know, decades, decades. And when it came up, I was able to release it. And it basically showed me how much my body had been carrying this whole time, which on one level that made me sad because I was like, holy shit, this is a lot. But also I was like, holy shit, my body is a genius and a badass for carrying so much shit to protect me. So somatic therapy really has just hit levels that decades worth of therapy couldn't touch. I mean, I've been a child of therapy for the majority of my life. So this was truly pivotal stuff here for me. And I know I've mentioned the nervous system a lot, but that's because it's so very important with trauma healing and healing your body. If your nervous system isn't regulated and ready, it's harder to make long lasting change and it's harder to even have the energy or capacity for healing. I realized this actually when I started getting back into exercise last year after the brain injury that my nervous system just couldn't handle it. And I was like, oh my God, is this how I'm going to be forever? Like I'll never get back to where I was, which was a very narrow lens and really the only lens I was capable of at that time. Because also during this time, I was doing somatic therapy and EMDR and my body was like, whoa, we need to slow down. But I didn't listen. I disregarded that and kept on doing what I was doing. And I struggled. I felt like shit for weeks. I was completely exhausted and I couldn't figure out why. But of course, my nervous system was slamming on the brakes in hindsight. I was in this constant state of overwhelm on top of, you know, do, uh, reintroducing intense exercise and doing all these really intense traumatic healing therapies. I was selling my condo. 
I was moving into my boyfriend. I was leaving my career of nine years. So that's all these really big changes to my nervous system and to my body that I was doing all at once. And when I finally took my foot off the gas and slowed down, my energy levels picked up. My emotional volatility, which was oh so present, really calmed down. And I felt more like myself. So that's a good reminder to listen to your body. Don't be like me during this time. Don't try to keep up just to keep up. Slow your roll and let your nervous system and your body catch up to the work that you're doing and all of the changes. If you're experiencing a lot of change in your life, you might really need to pump the brakes if you're doing some really intense therapies or things like that, because it's a lot for your body to take on. So all in all, timing and choosing the right therapy for you is of utmost importance. Recognizing when you might need to scale it back is also very important. The goal is to heal. It's not to make things worse. Yes, you're going to feel worse at times. There's going to be rough patches. That's just the, the realistic way that it is. But if you're too overwhelmed and if you're not in a place that you can accept healing and change that your body is on board with, it's not going to be as effective. That's definitely something that I experienced. And I actually still do somatic therapies to this day. I see my biodynamic cranial sacral therapist at least once a month. She helps me uh, or she helps my body feel safe, release pain and complete and slash release these stuck loops of painful memories that I'm still carrying. One thing also that I haven't talked about yet that I love that is a form of you know nervous system regulation and uh, essentially somatic therapy is shaking. This is clutch for me when I'm overwhelmed or super anxious. I literally will just shake my hands like I just wash my hands and there's no hand dryer or paper towels and just shake and shake and I'll walk around and kick my legs out while I do it and it feels good. It feels like the panic and spiral or just overwhelming feelings and the sudden build of nervous energy in my body has an exit route and it makes me feel better. This is something I do a lot. Even sometimes, there have been times actually recently I was in the car and I almost got hit. It was bad and I could just feel it. Like I, my heart rate started to elevate and I just felt really uncomfortable. And I just started shaking the shit out of my hands to just kind of give that energy somewhere to go. And it helped, helped me calm down. So overall, this was a super quick overview of somatic therapies and I hope you found it helpful. Again, I'm a big fan over here. Somatic therapy has been instrumental in my healing process and has allowed me to shed so much baggage I was carrying around for so long. I did a lot of somatic experiencing. I also did some sensory motor uh, psychotherapy through my Hakomi method therapist. I've done a lot of biodynamic craniosacral therapy. All of these are a little bit different, but it's really just kind of finding the ones that are right for you. And for me, I've found the most longevity and the most just uh, gentle support, I guess, by continuing with biodynamic craniosacral therapy. Because again, all of them really, you don't necessarily have to relive the experience. In some some instances, yes, memories will pop up. And in some instances, yeah, like your therapist may guide you to talk you through stuff. So that's why it's finding the right therapist and the right type of therapy for you to have all of these somatic releases. Because if you've experienced a lot of trauma, your body may be holding on to so much more than you realize. And that was absolutely my case. So I'm going to link some resources to find somatic therapists in your area. And I'm also going to link my beginner's guide to trauma healing, which is free and has more resources for somatic healing modalities. I'm going to link those in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.